Bibles, Luke morning, Luke chapter number two. We're basically skipping the Christmas story today because we'll be there next Sunday morning. And so we're going to go to about the eighth day when Jesus, after Jesus was born. And so we're there in Luke chapter number two. We're going to dive right into the message today. Luke 2, look down with me at verse number 25. We'll read verse 25 through 35. We'll start there together. It says, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And the same man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. He was waiting for the Messiah to come. And the Holy Ghost was upon him. And it was revealed unto him by the Holy Ghost that he should not see death before he had seen the Lord Christ. And he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, then he took him up in his arms and blessed him and said, Now, just picture with me. If this goes according just to the way the Bible says, this guy just walks into the temple and grabs this new baby. How would you mothers be if someone just walked and grabbed your baby that you didn't even know? You got to put it, that's what it's saying right here. He literally walked in and just grabbed the baby. Maybe he introduced himself. I don't know. He just grabs the baby. And so look what it says. And it says there, we go, and he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou shalt prepare before the face of all people. A light to lighten. And this is a new phrase used in praise. A light to light not only the Jews, but the Gentiles. Do you see that there? And the glory of thy people Israel. And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel. And for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, a sword shall pierce through thine own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. It's quite a way to end your song of praise here, huh? A knife, a sword's going to pierce through your heart. This morning, with a little bit of time that we have, and I know the hour's late, and so we'll move the message right along this morning, we're going to look at Simeon's hymn of praise and his future prophecy made about what Jesus was going to do. Father, I pray you bless the next few minutes this morning. I pray that you would guide us and help us. We love you. We need you. We thank you for Jesus and the difference he makes in our lives. And I pray that you bless our time here this morning. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You'll notice the scripture here. Mary and Joseph went to go fulfill the law. I love the fact that just because it's Jesus and he, is the, he wrote the law, I'm, a, I'm glad that he still followed the law and his parents. The law custom of that day was that on the eighth day, the child would be circumcised. And this would take place in Bethlehem is where it would happen. talks about this back in Genesis chapter 17. Then after 40 days after the birth of a son, a mother would present herself for purification in the temple, found in Leviticus chapter number 12. And then the law also required that firstborn child or firstborn son before the Lord they had to, in order to be redeemed, they had to bring an offering, a sacrifice. And that's found in Exodus 13. It shows us, too, that they didn't have a lot of money because it, what could happen is you could either bring um, a lamb 
or two doves or two pigeons. But if you didn't have much money, you could bring turtle doves and things. And it shows they didn't have much money. But they followed the law and did it the right way. Now, a lot of times when we picture in our minds Simeon, we picture an old guy, don't we? About ready to die. In all honesty, we don't know how old he is. It doesn't say. He could be young, he could be old, he could be anywhere in between. But it's one of those things we picture that. Just like for some reason people picture three wise men at the, at the nativity, which they weren't even at the nativity. They came to a house later on. So Mo, Larry, and Curly came later. They didn't come right away there. And the reason they say three is because of the three gifts, but it doesn't say how many there were. Assume. So when we think of Simeon, we think of an older man. When we look at him, let's just look at who he is for a minute. The name Simeon literally means he who hears. That's what the name means. And we see here back in verse 25, it says, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. The same man, look at what it says about him. He was just and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Ghost was upon him. Simeon was a good man. And as we look at this here, we see that he was righteous, he was devout. He wasn't like a lot of the priests of that day or the Pharisees of that day. He tried to do what was right. He was waiting. That consolation of Israel means he was waiting for the Messiah to come. Literally, that, as we look at that phrase there in verse 25, where it says waiting, that word waiting means to be alert to his presence and ready to welcome him. So I don't in every day or every few days just walk to the temple and he's in there just waiting to see is this the one is this the one but he was on the edge of his seat waiting for the messiah because he knew the messiah was coming in his lifetime he couldn't wait for the day he got to see the king of kings i wonder if he thought i wonder if i'll recognize him it's a baby how am i going to recognize him how am i going to know there are a lot of babies that go in on the eighth day, right? A lot of boys that do. How am I going to know that this is the one? What's it going to be? Is the Holy Spirit going to whisper it to me? Is he going to nudge me with it? What's he going to do? And we see here that, look at verse number 27, says, And he came by the Spirit into the temple. The Spirit of God just led him. Isn't it good to do what the Spirit tells us to do? Amen. What if he didn't let the Spirit lead him this day? He wouldn't have been in there. It's a good thing to let the Spirit of God lead us and to guide us and to be led by the Spirit of God. We'll talk more about that at the end of the message this morning. You'll notice that it says there, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him after the custom of the law, he knew. And what does he do? Then, he then took he him up into his arms and blessed God. Simeon, this long-awaited promise from God. And Israel, you've got to understand something. They have been waiting a long time for the Messiah to come. And most of them still today are waiting for the Messiah to come 2,000 years later, and they missed it the first time. But as we look at our text here this morning, this man, after all this time, he literally holds Jesus up, and he holds him up and says, this is the salvation of the world I'm holding in my arms. And what joy came to his heart, and what he does is he breaks out in worship to God for Jesus. I mentioned what Christmas time is all about. It's not about the presents. It's not about the trees. It's not about the lights. It's about Jesus Christ. And I had someone the other day say, when do you think Jesus was born? So when, I said, I know he was born. 
He came to, he came and lived. So, well, when do you think he was born? So I get, I thought this thing. The Bible says in the sixth month, the angel came to Gabriel, right? And the, or the Gabriel came to Mary. I should have worded that right. So they start their months in April. So if you go six months from April, that's going to get you to a certain date, which would be October-ish time. And so go nine or ten months from October. Does that give you December? No, it gives you a little bit before that. Does it really matter? It doesn't matter. Jesus came. And some people get caught up, well, it wasn't on this day, it wasn't then. It's a great time to praise the one who gave us his son. When we looked at Zacharias, after he got his voice back, after waiting till his son was born, and they named him John, he just looked up to heaven and praised God that the salvation to the world was coming. Mary, when she was told that she was going to have this baby, she goes and sees her cousin Elizabeth. She breaks out in praise to God for what he's done. Next week, we'll see the angels break out in praise to God, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace, goodwill toward men. And then we see this week that Simeon, when he holds the child in his hands, he gives God praise for the salvation of the world. And my whole goal over the last few weeks and next week includes just for us to praise him. Because we get all caught up on what presents we got to buy, what family member we got to go buy, what lights we have to put on our house, all these different things. And we miss out on what's truly important. And it's praising the fact that salvation came. Where would we be today if Jesus didn't come? You'd be in a mess. And some of you this morning, you're still in a mess. And you have Jesus. Imagine what your mess would be like if there was no Jesus. Thank God for Jesus and we should praise him for all that he's done. I don't know how he held Jesus, but I picture, you know, any of you ever see Lion King bef before? And you got, I don't think he held out him like this, but I could see him holding him up, looking at him like this. That's how I picture it. I try to put myself into the Bible stories when I read them. It helps you. It's a good idea. Put yourself into the stories and try and see. I picture him just staring up to heaven with that baby in his hand, and giving God all the praise. As we look at his hymn this morning, and I don't think I have notes for the message, but that's okay. Number one, let's dive in. We see the hymn that he sings, his praise to God. First thing you'll notice about this hymn, letter A, is it's a worship hymn. It's the first of all the worship hymns. I'll take that. You'll notice as we look at it, Thank you. That's what happens when I don't have my pulpit and all my normal stuff up here. As we look at it here, we see it's a worship hymn. And you'll notice that the worship of him, we see it there. It says he took him up in his arms and blessed God. And you'll notice that as the book of Revelation is full of worship hymns. And I think God's people would do good to sing songs of worship to the Lord. He blesses God for keeping his promise and sending the Messiah. He joyfully praises God that he'd been privileged to see Jesus. Not only is it a worship hymn, but it's a salvation hymn. Look at what verse 30 says there. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation. To see Jesus is to see God's salvation. You've got to realize all the fulfillment... All the expectations come to pass in Jesus Christ. And Simeon, just like he saw him and saw salvation, you and I, the only way we will ever see salvation is through Jesus Christ. 
It happens the same way. That's what salvation is. But you'll notice about this salvation, first of all, number one, it's for all people. And when we know that Jesus was a Jew and came first to the Jews, it's interesting that this praise here doesn't just limit it to one group of people. Aren't you glad that Jesus did for the Jews? Aren't you glad he came for the Gentiles too? Say, who's a Gentile? If you're not a Jew this morning, guess what you are? You're a Gentile. And thank God that Jesus just didn't come for the Jews or come for a few select people or only this or that. He came for all people. And praise God for that this morning. We see that there. It says in verse 31, the first part of verse 32, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people a light to lighten the Gentiles and the glory of thy people Israel. Jesus came to shine the light of God into every nation, every tribe, every tongue. Simeon's words get rid of that narrow nationalism and spread it out that the gospel is for the world. Isn't that what the Bible says? For God so loved the Jews, he sent his only begotten son. God so loved America that he sent his only begotten son. For God so loved the world, everyone. That's why he sent his son. This hymn of salvation lets us know it was for all people. Number two, it lets us know it was for God's people. The last part of verse 32 says, The glory of thy people Israel. In this baby that Simeon was holding, he saw all the hopes and fears of all the years echoed by the Jewish people across the centuries. He could think back to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He could look back at Moses and that God told Moses, a great prophet is going to come. You could look at David and God told David, there's going to be someone who reigns on your throne forever and ever. God spoke through Isaiah and promised that a virgin would give birth to a child and that his name would be Emmanuel, God with us. And still later, Micah prophesied that in that little town of Bethlehem, God's Son would come to earth. We see His hymn is a hymn of worship. It's a hymn of salvation. And then number two this morning, we see the prophecy that He gives. After hearing this song of praise, the Bible tells us there in verse number 33 that Mary and Joseph marveled at these things which were spoken by Him. And later on, they marveled again when Jesus was in the temple when he was 12 years old, right? They go, where have you been? We've been looking for you. i got to be about my father's business. They marveled at what he said. But as we see this, this was a happy moment. This was a blessed moment. But now Simeon goes from worshiping God and singing about the salvation that had come to really looking at Mary and saying, this is what's ahead. What's ahead? Look at what it says there in verse number, <clears throat> verse number 34 says, And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. Yea, sword shall pierce through thine own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. Simeon now points a message to Mary that's very personal and very powerful. I imagine just with the words he had to speak here, he goes from smiling and blessing God and praising him that salvation has come 
to a more serious tone. And he says here, there, he uses three images to talk about what Christ is going to do. The first one, and the thing is, it doesn't say the word stone there, but I'm going to help you understand why the first picture is a stone. The first picture, the first image that Simeon uses is a stone. Look at verse 34. It says, And Simeon blessed them and said unto Mary his mother, Behold, this child is set for the fall and rising again of many in Israel, and for a sign which shall be spoken against. As we look at that verse, as the parents receive this blessing, Mary's told that Jesus is going to cause some to fall on their faces and some to be raised. This was Jesus' destiny. This is what he came for. The coming of Christ would not bring salvation to everyone. And in the book of Isaiah, there's the, it's talked about the, the stone of stumbling. Jesus Christ is that stone of stumbling. Some would trip over the stone and fall. Some would trip over that stone and get back up. It's just like everyone today. You hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. You hear the message. What's going to happen is you're going to realize there's something wrong. You are going to come, everyone at some point in their life, they're going to come to the point where they meet something about Jesus. And what are you going to do with that? To some, they trip on Jesus and they never get up. Some trip on him, that stone, and they rise up. And those of us in this room that have salvation today, you came to that stone and you were raised up. But do you realize today how dividing Jesus is in this world today? People don't want you to pray in Jesus' name. Some people are okay if you talk about God, but when it comes to Jesus, people don't want you to talk about him. Because what you do with Jesus decides your very future. If you receive him, you have a home in heaven and you're risen again. With no Jesus, all you have is hell to face. He symbolizes the first image as a stone. The second one, letter B, is a sign. Look what it says there, the last part of verse 34. It says, And for a sign which shall be spoken against, that the thoughts of many may be revealed. Many rose up against Jesus, and today many still rise up against him. If Jesus wasn't who he said he was, and if Jesus wasn't so significant, why are we still dealing with him 2,000 years later? And I, I am sure, one, I've watched one of, those, uh, one, of those, one of those movies Hollywood puts out about Jesus. Now, don't get your doctrine from there, okay? If you get your doctrine from Hollywood, you got rocks in your head this morning. But I loved one of the phrases that the high priest used in the show, and I really think this was their thought. When he died, good, we're rid of that. We're rid of him. It's 2,000 years later, and he's still being preached today. And people are still being saved. People are still coming to him. But the fact that the world hates him the way that they do, it's a sign. When face to face with Jesus, people's real thoughts are exposed. There's a stone. There's a sign. And then letter C, there's a sword. Now mom's in the room. You can understand this one a little bit more. What a blessing it would be to hear that your son is going to come to save the world and his name's going to be Jesus and you're going to give birth to God's son. But the responsibility that came with that and the pain 
Could you imagine watching one of your children be rejected by their peers? Could you imagine people wanting to stone your son and kill him? Could you imagine watching your son hang on a cross in agony and be right there? That's what it was talking about. It would hurt her heart, wouldn't it? When your children are hurting, what does it do to you, parents and moms? It hurts your heart. Imagine what Mary went through with her son Jesus. He went through it all. But imagine the pain she went through. Imagine the, think about the pain you go through with your own children. And it says there in verse 35, look at that again, it says, Yea, a sword shall pierce through thine own soul, that the thoughts of many may be revealed. The word, and that word, a sword piercing through, this word is referred to as a large weapon with a wide blade. I think someone explained it best like this. Here's a side of the Christmas story that isn't often told. Those soft little hands fastened by the Holy Spirit in Mary's womb were made so that nails would be driven through them. Those baby feet, pink and unable to walk, would one day walk up a dusty hill to be nailed to a cross. That sweet infant's head with sparkling eyes and was formed so that someday men might force a crown of thorns upon it. That tender boy, warm and soft, wrapped in swaddling clothes, would one day be ripped open by a spear, born to die, so that you and I could live. We often talk about the blessedness of Jesus coming, and it was a blessing for all of us. But he didn't come to have a perfect life here. He came to be a sacrifice so that you and I could have eternal life. As we look at all these things, and you see the pretty trees that people have. We have trees in here. You look at all the lights that they have. You see their Santa Claus and their Rudolphs and their, and whatever else they got going on. The real story of the season is that Jesus came. And for us, he changed our lives. But he sure went through a lot to change our lives. And we should be giving him praise and lifting him up and sharing with everyone that we know the wonderful message of this time of year. As I close this morning, I want to give you a few closing thoughts of application from this passage. Because in this passage, there are some thoughts that you can take from here and apply to your lives. The first one is this, number letter A, we need to be in the right place in order to hear from God. Do you notice how Simeon was filled with the Spirit of God? Now, Jesus hadn't died on the cross yet, so the Spirit of God would come and go on people, right? Those of us that are saved today, the Spirit of God is on us today. But you need to, you need to listen to the Spirit and let the Spirit of God lead us and guide us. Let her be. Don't give up. I think Simeon waited a long time. I do personally think he's an older guy. Because now he says, now that I've seen him, I can go. I picture him to be an older guy. Could I be completely wrong? But I figure that. How many times have you prayed for something and you're just waiting for an answer? Waiting, wait, hey, don't give up. But if God tells you no, then you can give up then on that prayer. Remember, we think about um, Paul. He sought the Lord three times. The Lord said, Paul, no, I'm not going to take it away. 
my grace is sufficient. When God answers, then it's time to move on. But till he does, don't ever give up. Man, I think of so many times in my life where my family didn't give up on my, my great uncle Jimmy was on his deathbed. And he was, a, he was not a good man, we'll put it that way. He was not a good man. And my mom went to the hospital to see him. And we're in the car driving to Hemet. I'm probably 10 or 11 years old. And on the way to the hospital, my mom said, we all need to pray because I know my Uncle Jimmy doesn't know Jesus. And I want him to know Jesus. And he was not a good man. He wanted nothing to do with Jesus. We prayed in the car. And my mom, on his deathbed there, he prayed and received Christ. You say, well, he didn't get up and get baptized or do any good works. That thief on the cross couldn't do a lot either, could he? Don't give up. This took a long time, but don't give up. Don't give up in darkness and despair. You know who's got you. Know the one who's there. Next, let us see. Be filled and led by the Spirit of God. Let the Spirit of God lead you and guide you. Quit letting your feelings lead you. Let the Spirit of God lead you. Be filled with God's Spirit. You can't walk in the flesh and be filled with the Spirit of God. And there's a lot more I could say on that, but we're running short on time this morning. Number four, begin to marvel again. You say, well, what do you mean by that? Everyone gets so busy this time of year. I have this work party. I have this Christmas party. I have this. I have all the gifts. I've got to get my Christmas cards out. I've got to do all this. And you get so busy doing everything you can't take time to marvel at the fact that Jesus came. I think that's one of the reasons why it gets so busy this time of year. I think the devil uses it to get our minds into the wrong places. And our party, part, all that stuff's okay. But you need to get back into the scriptures and marvel at what Jesus has done for you. And some of you this morning, you've left your first love. You say you love the Lord, and yet the Lord is very bottom of in your life you need to get back to the cross and remember from where you've fallen and go back and do the first things and fall back in love with Jesus it's going to happen as you marvel again as you look at what he's done and get your eyes on him and what he's done for you and then lastly this morning letter E you're not ready to die until you receive salvation only Christ can give you Simeon God told him you're going to live till you see that and after he saw Jesus, he's like, I'm ready. If you don't know Christ as your Savior, you're not ready. Let me tell you something this morning. My bag is packed, and I'm ready. The luggage is checked in. As soon as the trumpet sounds, I'm out of here. You know, the day I'm gone, you don't got to weep the day I'm gone. I'm going to be with Jesus. I'm going to be just fine. Nothing to worry about. But if you don't know Jesus... You're not ready to die. You need Jesus. And literally, Simeon saw Jesus. He's like, and now I can die. And that's how it should be for each one of us. You need Jesus. Father, we thank you for...